Alright, podcast going. Two, one, boom. And we're live. First of all, cheers, gentlemen. Whoops. No, not cheers, gentlemen. <laughs> that was a episode of Joe Rogan I had queued up for some reason. Here we go. I am To another Americana, the American way. I am Big John, hanging out here, waiting for uh, the potentiality of another massive snowstorm in Ohio. Uh, we're gonna get some kind of precipitation Wednesday night into Friday or in, into Thursday, and probably lingering into Friday. Uh, anywhere from a lot of rain to maybe a couple feet of snow. We don't know yet. But that's why you pay someone to shovel your sidewalks. So, uh, I'm trying to get through this uh, Broken Skull Sessions podcast with Stone Cold and Becky Lynch. And uh, some great playoff games tonight in the National Football League. I'm almost... A li- I've never been this conspiracy theorist. But, and I don't think they could keep it a secret. That's why I won't fall for it all the way. But a lot of people think that, like, pro sports are, like, pro wrestling. And it's all rigged and fixed and... uh, set up and, and such. Um, the way these playoff games have been with the overtimes, the last minute thrillers and manilas or however you want to say it. Um, it, it just seems like, wow, they're really dying to get people to watch. But I'll tell you what will get people to watch is... Stop being freaking woke. 
Um, I, I watched the Super Bowl last year, and honestly, I've already forgotten who won. But a friend of my, and I were instant messaging each other last night. By the way, I picked the Chiefs and the uh, Rams. I was half right today. But I'm glad to see the Cincinnati Bengals going to the playoff or the Super Bowl and um, the Rams because I've been a Matt Stafford fan for a long time. But anyhow, the wokeness of the Super Bowl, where like every other commercial or every other, every moment they could, they worked in a, a public service announcement to tell me how to be a better person. And it's like, I don't need this from a league of womanizing, steroid addict millionaires. I don't need this from the National Football League. The amount of people that have high morals in this country, okay, think of it, 320 million people in this country. Yes, we have the highest incarceration rate of any nation on earth, but by comparison, we're one of the larger nations. Um, now, I don't know how it breaks down per 1,000. We're still very high up there, and you don't know how many people are incarcerated in truthfully in China and Russia, uh, and at least we're not Canada, where you can get put in jail for... Uh, hurting someone's feelings or they, they don't have free speech in Canada like you can actually go to jail for saying something bad or that is deemed bad by the government and the United States is disturbingly headed down that path but uh, out of 320 million people you see a handful of racist xenophobic homophobic xylophonic people and by the way xenophobia homophobia and I just made up the word xylophonia fear of the xylophone uh, anyways homophobia and xenophobia don't exist now let let me give you time to have your conniption fit Phobia means fear of. And unless you're going to manipulate the meaning of the word fear, it doesn't fit the way they're using the word. They say xenophobia is hate is hating or not liking people from other countries to make it simple. They say homophobia is the hatred of gay people. No, phobia means fear of unless they've changed the definition like they're changing definitions of words left right and center um, but the Super Bowl was filled with these commercials and public service announcements just telling me to be a better person I don't need to be millions of people that were the, le the lowest number of people watching the Super Bowl in history didn't need to be told that Okay, um, to finish off my phobias rant, fear of phobia, fear of. 
no one is afraid of gay people. Nobody is afraid of people from other nations. Okay? Not going to go off on that. But these NFL playoffs sure as hell seem like, man, they've been back, forth, and sideways, and overtimes and last-minute drives. Um, maybe it's because, you know, the players are, pardon me, at such an elite level now, and you know, but it was always, when I was a kid, you know, the Buffalo Bills would dominate everyone up until the Super Bowl. The only time they didn't dominate was uh, when they cheated the Houston Oilers out of a playoff victory. And I still, the game, the momentum changing play, there was uh, a, a penalty that should have been called that wasn't. But anyways, uh, then the Bills had the biggest uh, comeback in playoff history to that point. Uh, good gosh, that was like 1991. I'm still bitching 30 years later. Um, anyhow, so, but yeah, the Bills like dominated everyone up to the Super Bowl and then they would, uh, get blown out in the Super Bowl or a couple of them were, they were close. They lost by like a field goal or something. Uh, and prior to them, the Denver Broncos went to several, I think three straight Super Bowls and got clobbered. Um, anyhow, but these playoffs have been the most, uh, closely contested I've ever seen. Um, just something off the top of me head there. Uh, speaking of sports that are entertainment, uh, something I missed last night until the show was over and I did my recap. Russell, or uh, not WrestleMania, Royal Rumble 2022 uh, nearly had a tragedy and uh, the they had a big sign hanging up advertising WrestleMania 38, and it caught on fire. And one section of the audience on the floor had to be evacuated and moved to other seats. Um, let's see here. Last night's Royal Rumble PPV pay-per-view or premiere live event they're calling it now uh the wrestlemania sign caught fire not once but twice during the show for instance the first instance of this came prior to becky lynch and dewdrops match uh where the big time becks retained the raw women's championship after hitting a second rope manhandle for the victory. Uh, it wasn't enough. The mania sign would then again catch fire following Brock Lesnar's win in the men's Royal Rumble match. With Lesnar celebrating, it appears that the pyro used to mark the Beast Incarnate's victory caused the Rumble sign to spark, or the WrestleMania sign to spark up. Never one to miss an opportunity. Okay, yeah, Becky Lynch poked fun at the situation. 
thankfully, both these situations played out without an injury or major disruption, with the WWE temporarily evacuating fans who were in the direct vicinity of the Mania sign. With fans moved out of the area, the sign was lowered down as uh, the crew attended to the issue with firefighters. Once the fire was out, the sign was once more raised and fans were allowed to return to their seats. So, man, that could have been tragic, though. I mean, if that, I mean, the flames or anything coming down from the sign hit a fan. A couple years ago at WrestleMania, um, they, they shot off fireworks at the end of WrestleMania. I think it was the one in New York. Uh, and instead of going up, the fireworks went down into the crowd and some people got burned. Or it could have been the San Francisco uh, WrestleMania. I'm not quite sure. Um, other things, this stuff with uh, supposed artists leaving Spotify uh, over Joe Rogan. It looks like there are other artists who've made the decision to part ways with the platform. Despite this, Spotify continues to be a favorite app for many, with se several people playing or paying no thought to why the artists are leaving. I don't care. You know, these artists like Neil Young, uh, who's... Um, who was supposed to, you know, he, in the 60s, he was the biggest free speech, speak out against the government, free love, you know, hippie asshole uh, in the world. You know, anti-Vietnam, you know, pothead, acid dropper, mushroom-eating idiot. And he's washed up. Nobody cares, Neil. <laughs> you and your... Okay, I'm not going to... Yeah, I'm going to say it. You and your fans are coming to the end of your lifespans. Nobody gives a damn about your shitty, rhymy songs. <laughs> okay, bud? Uh, others that are leaving the platform are... Niels Lofren. Lofren? I think, is that Bruce Springsteen's guitar player? I didn't know he did anything... I mean, if he did anything on his own, who cares? The only thing that people care about, if that, if I got that right, is uh, he's the guitar player for Springsteen. Joni Mitchell, another has-been 60s pothead LSD hack. That, yeah, it was cool when she was speaking out against the government. Oh, it was cool when she was you know, anti-America, anti-war. You know, I guess they don't like Joe Rogan because he's pro-America and wants to see us all enjoy our freedom. And he's all he's doing is interviewing doctors. He's taking the facts that Dr. Falsey won't tell us and putting them out there for us. The, he had the guy who invented mRNA vaccine technology, uh, the formula for mRNA vaccines. That doctor, in my opinion, should outrank Dr. Falsey. He invented the science that Falsey is injecting us 
injecting into our arms. But these clowns want uh, Joe Rogan. They, they want to make their stand against Joe Rogan because he's putting out truth. I don't know. Nobody cares about you, Joni Mitchell or uh, Neil Young or Niels Lofgren. Nobody cares about you. The reason I got on here, uh, the Raiders have made some moves. Uh, I think they're good moves. Um, they're hiring Josh McDaniels as head coach. It hasn't been finalized yet. They're probably still working on his contract. But that looks like the direction they're going. He was the offensive coordinator for the Raiders a few years ago. Then, uh, and they weren't real good then, but it was during a time when they didn't have a lot of weapons on offense either. Um, also, he coached the Denver Broncos, but again, during a time when they didn't have a quarterback, they didn't have a running back, they didn't have wide receivers, they didn't have a tight end to speak of, uh, and the Broncos are still not what they should be. I don't even know if uh, what they're doing there. But Josh McDaniels was seen as an offensive mind and a future uh, NFL uh, offensive coordinator. And also he's been seen as a, a high-ranking head coach candidate for a long time. He was going to be the, the heir to Bill Belichick's checks thrown in uh, New England. And this, uh, they've also hired uh, as general manager Dave Ziegler, who was the director of player relations or personnel or something like that in New England. And the rumor is they're going to bring a new New England West to Las Vegas. They're going to use the Bill Belichick formula and co ways of coaching, ways of uh, managing player uh, transactions, you know, signing players, uh, drafting, all that formula to the Raiders. So, and I think this is a good move for the Raiders. Um, anywhere you can get a, a Bill Belichick protege, I'm all for it. Even though McDaniels was not a stellar head coach of the Broncos, things didn't go well there. But it was his first head coaching job, and he was young. Now, he's been under the tutelage of the evil genius Belichick. Dave Ziegler has been under the tutelage of the Patriots franchise. Say what you want. You know, the Patriots made a rookie, Mac Jones, a playoff quarterback in his rookie year. And the reason they didn't go far, further is because they had a rookie quarterback. Uh, so 
but the thing is, let's hope Josh McDaniels learned the Belichick way of attack your opponent's strong point and make it their weakness, which something is something Belichick's really good at. Uh, let's hope that Ziegler learned how to build up a team because the Raiders are just one or two pieces away from being a Super Bowl contender. It's been shown now that uh, the Chiefs can be beat. Now, this year they blew the Raiders out twice, but again, the Raiders lost a lot of weapons. Their defense just really started to get good at the end of the year. Uh, but the Raiders need to reunite Derek Carr and Devontae Adams. If Green Bay is going to go into rebuilding, they do have a, a great running back in Green Bay, but if Aaron Rodgers is leaving and there's going to be an untested rookie quarterback, Devontae Adams may want to sign with the Raiders. He and Derek Carr are supposedly best buddies. The Raiders have a good receiving core that's underrated right now. Uh, the loss of Henry Ruggs made it uh, a mediocre receiving core that was underrated. But if the Raiders draft one of those receivers from Ohio State that can take the top off a of defense and make circus-like catches, now... Next year, you've got a playoff team with Devontae Adams, okay? So you get Adams. You've got, uh, I always call him the little Australian rugger because of that stupid movie I watched as a kid um, with Sinbad and Scott Bakula. Um, necessary Roughness. There was this little Australian rugby guy. and All those little... Slot wide receivers, Wes Welker, Julian Edelman, uh, um, the guy I just said for the Raiders, uh, they all remind me of him. Uh, Hunter Renfro reminds me of that. This little white guy that's not super fast, but just fast and elusive enough. Uh, anyhow. So... But you put a couple receivers that can take the top off the defense, that can catch the ball in traffic, can make the leaping circus one-handed catches and get their feet down in bounds, forget about it. You've got Josh Jacobs, an elite running back, if they would just feed him the ball. In that last three or four game stretch where the Raiders had to win every game, Josh Jacobs is going up to the coach going, Coach, feed me, feed me. And he carried the team on a lot of drives, pounding the ball seven, eight yards at a time. You know, but John Gruden didn't give him the ball between the tackles. John Gruden kept putting him on these uh, sweeps. John Gruden didn't throw the ball to Josh Jacob in the flats. You know, screen, didn't throw screen passes to Josh Jacobs. 
you know, Josh Jacobs can be an elite running back. Uh, in my mind, he already is. He just hasn't had the opportunities. Uh, and then they've got two backup running backs that are almost three backup running backs. They're almost just as good. Jalen Richard. Um, let me pull up the Raiders damn depth chart if I'm going to go into this. Because uh, I can't remember names off the top of my head. I get them in my mind and I say something else and I forget them. Uh, Raiders depth chart. But the Raiders are just that small piece of the puzzle. One or two more defensive players, and they're golden. You know, a, a wide receiver that can break the game open, and they're golden, man. Um, Zay Jones, great receiver. Uh, but defenses don't fear his speed, even though they should. Deshaun Jackson, you can cut him. He's... He served his purpose for the last uh, fourth of the season. Um, this offensive line has to gel together. Um, get this shit off my screen. Darren Waller and Foster Moreau, two great tight ends. Waller gets all the attention, but Foster Moreau would be a starting tight end on any team in the NFL. Brian Edwards, another good up-and-coming receiver. He's their kind of big guy catching in traffic, but he can break the defense, too, and get uh, downfield. So the Raiders running backs, Josh Jacobs, Pro Bowl running back, should have been Offensive Rookie of the Year. Peyton Barber. Great running back. He was good in uh, Tampa Bay. You know, just didn't get the carries. Jalen Richard, great kick returner. Great uh, uh, third down back. They don't have... Okay, this must be like towards the end of the year when people were getting hurt. They don't have the... uh, one guy whose name I can't think of, but he was a starter in Arizona and other places and was phenomenal. Um, let me go down here till I find his name because now I'm obsessed with it. Go through the whole damn roster. Uh, there's Josh Jacobs again. So the Raiders just need a coach. And, you know, Rich Basaccia was a... Uh, head coaching candidate for a long time. I think he could have stayed at head coach uh, and kept that coaching staff together, but it just didn't work out that way. And so they're going to bring in Josh McDaniels, who was their um, Kenyon, Kenyon Drake. That was the other guy I was thinking of. That's a full house backfield for the Raiders. It doesn't get any better than that, than those four running backs. When one gets hurt, any of the other three can pick up and take over. Um, So the Raiders have to draft well. They have to get 
the last couple pieces to the puzzle. Uh, maybe another defensive lineman that could be a run stopper, you know, but all of your successful NFL head coaches, almost all your playoff teams, the head coach is an offensive guy, an offensive coordinator, uh, the guy that calls the plays. Um, that's just the way the NFL is. I, I shouldn't say all your playoff teams, but most of them. You know, the quarterback position is the running back position of the 80s and 90s. Now it's all about throwing the ball. And the Raiders have an elite quarterback in Derek Carr. I'm one of the few people that will say that. But I will say it because I think it's true. He's always top five statistically, whether it's passing yardage, uh, pass percentages. They say, well, oh, he throws too many check down passes. He had the most, for a while anyways, until Henry Ruggs got hurt or got in a car accident <coughs> and committed vehicular homicide and DUI like a dumbass. Derek Carr was leading the league in passes over 20 yards. So you can't tell me if Derek Carr has a receiver that can take the top off the defense that he's not going to be able to get the ball downfield. Um, Rex Ryan on uh, NFL Countdown on ESPN, when the news broke, that the Raiders were close to a deal with Josh McDaniels and that they had come to a deal with uh, Dave Ziegler. This is what Rex Ryan had to say. I'm not a big Rex Ryan fan. Uh, Buddy Ryan, his dad, great defensive coach, terrible head coach. Um, his twin brother... I don't know, the other Ryan twin brother, whatever his name was. Great defensive coach. Uh, Rex Ryan, good defensive coach, not a great head coach. But Rex Ryan said, this is great, a great hire for the Raiders. Postseason NFL countdown. This guy is not, this guy, let's not get it twisted. This is one of the best football coaches in the National Football League. The fact, you know, he was so young when he was coaching the Broncos. He's had time away from head coaching, away from the head coaching position, to come back here. I think this is an amazing hire for the Raiders. I don't think that they could have hired a better guy. So if I'm Derek Carr, I'm so excited right now to have this guy. This is a home run, in my opinion. Uh, and then it goes on, the uh, Patriots, you know, search for their next head coach. Um, it, it, this is basically a done deal. He will be the coach of the Raiders. Um, Derek Carr is a very emotional guy, and I get him. I get Derek Carr. Uh, he's a good Christian person, and he posted on his official blue checkmark Facebook, 
uh, a picture of Max Crosby, Rich Basaccia, and himself. Um, and it's the he wrote he means so much to us as a team I love this man so much and he led us to 10 wins and a playoff berth phenomenal coach and even better leader exclamation point will always be a special relationship for me thank you coach so that was basically Derek Carr's goodbye to Rich Basaccia um, now tomorrow when the news breaks that the deal has been reached with Josh McDaniel and he's officially the Raiders coach. Derek needs to put out a welcome back statement uh, and talk about, hey, I'm looking forward to working with this coach. Uh, Derek Carr will do that. Derek is a class act. The, uh, oh, man, I just wish, wish, wish against all hopes and odds that um, two things happen in this off season for my Raiders. Uh, one, Derek Carr restructures his deal because Derek Carr is not playing for the money. Derek Carr wants to win Super Bowls. So if he can restructure his deal because the Raiders are going to have a lot of free agents. When you have this much young talent, you end up with a lot of free agents. And they also need to sign the uh, Devonte Adams, which is not going to be cheap. He's a top, at least top ten, <coughs> if not top five wide receiver. I, I don't know statistically exactly where he ranks, but he's tops in the NFL when it comes to wide receivers. So to get him and Derek Carr on the same team is going to be expensive. You then have to worry about Josh Jacobs' rookie contract is coming up pretty soon, and you want him. He's an elite running back. He just hasn't had the offensive line to run behind, aside from his rookie year when he should have been offensive rookie of the year. So that's where the Raiders stand. I'm excited. I'm so freaking thank you, Jesus, Heavenly Father, Almighty, all-memphant, all-powerful God, I thank you that the Raiders did not hire Jim Stinkin' Booger-Eater Harbaugh from the that team up north, that school up north, as we call it in Ohio. I don't even like to say the word that starts with an M and is that nasty, god-awful, liberal state where you can't drink the water and you go to... Detroit and you're getting killed in two seconds of getting in the city limits. Uh, and then there's that horrific uni thing they call a university. It starts with an M, the team up north. Uh, so I'm glad they didn't hire Harbaugh's sorry ass. Um, I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad for the Raiders. They're going to be a contender very soon. Like I said... It's been shown the Chiefs are beatable. Uh, and that's the, the elite team in the AFC right now. But pardon me, Buffalo is getting up there. They're gonna they're gonna be an elite team, a tough team to beat. Uh, and uh, as well as New England is always gonna be good as long as 
Bill Belichick is coaching. Um, I mean, look at what he did with uh, Mac Jones. You know, people said, well, Mac Jones is a game manager. He's not going to be a great NFL quarterback. Bill Belichick and that staff made him a playoff quarterback his rookie year. Um, So these guys that have learned from Bill Belichick and learned the 20-year success of New England, staying on top of the NFL for 20 years and, what, six Super Bowls? Uh, Insane statistics. Uh, And even when, you know, their elite quarterback Tom Brady got hurt, they just put the next guy in, you know. And that's the way the Raiders have to be. Uh, Hopefully Marcus Mariota stays around and backs up Derek Carr. There's nothing wrong with being the Steve Young to Joe Montana. Get some Super Bowl rings. Who cares who gets the glory? And Josh McDaniel will put in some uh, wildcat plays and some plays for Marcus Mariota. Heck, we might see Derek Carr catching touchdown passes from Marcus Mariota pretty soon. God, that would be cool, wouldn't it? So, anyways, goodbye. God bless you. Hallelujah. Holy poop. Where's the Tylenol? <laughs> God bless y'all. Pray for each other. Uh, keep me and my family in your prayers, please. Find me on uh, Twitter and Getter at the real underscore Big John, on Parlor at the real Big John, all one word. And until next time, may Jesus be with you. God bless you. Have a good day. Oops, that didn't go the way I wanted it to. Oh, for pizza's sakes.